You got room this morning to uh, visit a little bit? I certainly have. This has to be an inside podcast. What does that mean? Well, that means that we didn't leave the camper yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did. Did we? Yes, you went to see the big service station down on the corner. Oh, that's right. We're yeah. at uh, Eagle's Nest, mm-hmm. North, Car- uh, no- uh, New- North Carolina. North Carolina. No, we're not. Uh, New, Mexico. New Mexico. Yes. And uh, <coughs> we're sitting here on the bank of Eagle Nest Lakes. Mm-hmm. Lake. One and, lake. Uh, one large lake. Yes. And it's one of the uh, <clears throat> premier features in this part of the country. Uh, I think it's the largest man-made dam, privately constructed dam in the United States. So there's a little history here. I'm Joe and... I'm Evelyn. And we are the Retired Rotors in our podcast. We're traveling across America, bringing you the sights and sounds and the people that uh, we run into and the places we see. And... uh, Eagle's Nest is quite interesting, and uh, especially from the fact that there are no groceries in town. Well, none that you could speak of. Um, There is not anything in town. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like going through Buckner. Logan. Logan. Uh, Like, Benton would be a thriving big city compared to, you know, I mean, we have more people and groceries and everything else in our (laughs) cul-de-sac than they have in in this town. But it's beautiful. More people in the Benton Walmart than there is in this town. Yeah, exactly. Every day. But, uh, and there's, I think, the population, they have around 300 people who stay here. But, uh, and the reasons are is winter and the roads are straight up and down and uh, the uh, there's no guardrails. So <clears throat> there's no telling how many residents are down along the side of the road there that they haven't found. Yeah, uh, certainly find. the census hadn't found them. We uh, run upon a few... Uh, uh, sayings since we've been in New Mexico, uh, we were uh, watching something or listening to somebody, and they were talking about the guy was dumber than a sack of hair. <laughs> <laughs> I know that uh, warm and fluffy, but maybe not too smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, unless it had dandruff. The uh, uh, did you get that? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't want it to get by you, no. <laughs> but you just—your eyes didn't even blink. So my daughter says when you I'll have to harder. explain yeah. your jokes, they're not very funny. I'll just sip my coffee and listen to this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about Tom Brady uh, applying for the the relief check, you know, with the NFL and whether he's going to return it back. And well, one, I don't like Tom Brady anyway, <laughs> and now for sure I don't. Well, you asked me why would he do that, and and I reminded you of a of a, a businessman one time. I was sitting having coffee with him, and and uh, I said, "Why did you pick this restaurant with a special?" I said, "You've got twenty five million dollars. Why would you, why would you look for a special for lunch?" And 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 
with all the money you have in your pocket. And he said, uh, I said, how much money do you want? You got 25 million. You just sold a property and, and uh, you got 25 million. How much money do you want? And he said, how much money is there? And I think that's a psychology. The more money you get, the more money you want. I guess so. I guess so. But it just seems like, you know, maybe your friend wasn't a large public figure that kids and crazy grown-ups <laughs> idolize. Yeah. So it just seems like that, you know, because I'm on the other spectrum, I think. I know a lot of people... Uh, who have small businesses that that could help out quite a few small businesses to keep them alive. <clears throat> and I think I've noticed that because going through our trip, going through little towns on the highways, um, I have seen so many signs posted up on the doors, big signs for sale. And it just kind of broke my heart every time I would see them because I thought, you know, this may have been a business that was you know, very important to this location are fed a lot of people are whatever. And, you know, Brady surely could do without a couple of million for a while. I'm sure he's got maybe a little bit of money in the bank. Or ask his wife. I bet she's got some. One of the most instrumental uh, or important persons in my life, uh, business life, was Joe Reynolds, who owned and operated the J.W. Reynolds Monument Company. And with yards in southern Illinois, western Kentucky, and southeast Missouri. It's a company you've heard about all your life. Yeah. <laughs> Wish he was alive. He could pay you for that. <laughs> yeah, and he would. He did for 16 years. But uh, Joe Reynolds always said, if you see a man counting his money, he ain't got none. Oh, that's true. I count mine every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a lot of great uh, sayings mm -hmm. that we'll pass along to you as he... Uh, weeks and months progress. <laughs> What's funny about that, can I interrupt you? Is no, you don't interrupt. I think um, uh, when I say I'm going to clean out my purse, it's not I'm going to clean out my purse. I'm going to see if I have any money stuck someplace in my purse. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> that well, we, it's not, I'm not being a neat freak and cleaning out my purse. I'm hoping to find a $5 bill all crumbled up at the bottom or some change or something. Well, I've got a psychological condition, uh, insecurity, I guess you would call it. From, one, one condition? <clears throat> well, in finances. Oh, in finances. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, because Spend it like you got it. <clears throat> well, <laughs> we don't, we don't wait for a come whenever it, whenever it, uh, whenever it's to do things because we don't know what tomorrow holds. But I, uh, in confession, you know, I have my money in my wallet, and then I've got my money in my gun uh, case, mm -hmm. and then I've got money stuck around at various parts of the uh, truck. Oh. And uh, <clears throat> there's always this thought that, well, you're going to lose your money somewhere, so if you lose <laughs> your money, you got money elsewhere. <laughs> But then I forget where I put it. <laughs> yeah. And every once in a while yeah. I stumble upon it. Yeah, that's me. Have we told everyone about my phone? Talking about nitwits that can't hold on to things? Uh, no. Tell me about your phone. <laughs> I lost my phone. No, I like to say you misplaced it. 
I like to say I, somebody stole it. <laughs> See, when when you're 77 years old, and I promised I no. wasn't going to say your age anymore. Yeah. It's a lot better to say, oh, Nana misplaced her phone than Grandma lost her phone. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's like being stripped naked in public. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> That's uh, another program. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, it's kind of horrible. It's a panicky situation. You're just cut off from the world. Well. And, and I can't use your phone <coughs> because you know how we are about our phones. Your phone's not my phone. My phone's special. <laughs> Your phone, I don't know how to work your phone. And it's the same phone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, where, where do you think it is? I have no idea because we called Apple and had them put a lock on it. Well, go, they, back, go back to when you realized you'd lost it. Where, where, where were you? Where were you? Like, like the old guy said when I lost a book in the fifth grade, where, where were you when you lost it? And I said to him, if yeah. I knew that, I started to say, I know I, where the phone was. I'd Charlie, pick it up. Charlie Johnson, the superintendent oh. of schools in Douglas School, lost a fifth grade reader. And <laughs> he said, uh, Browning, where were you when you lost it? I said, Mr. Hungard, if I knew that, I'd know where the school, <laughs> you know, where the book was. And I ended up in yeah, the office. I have no idea. I have no idea. Where uh, were you when you lost it? Um, I don't know. I think I was writing my bike at uh, Fun Valley and it must and it was raining when we all went Riding for a ride. A bike? You ride a bike? Yeah, well it's got training wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Big ones. No, it does. You know, with the a... basket on the back. My grandmother had one of those, you know. Yeah, but they're this... very hard to ride. You can turn those suckers over. Yeah, but yours is a beautiful yellow bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I think it popped out of my pocket or something. I don't have any idea. I think maybe uh, those little brats of ours <laughs> could still have it. No. Because every time I ask about it, they have this funny smile on their face. I mean, they're playing games like crazy. Well, they're trying to continue to drive <laughs> us crazy. Yeah. No, I, I saw it twice after Cormac left, and I'm yeah. I'm exonerating all them. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Sammy I, feels no. like she's uh, responsible. Oh, for Lord, it. no. No. Yeah, and we're we're going to continue to make her what. believe that so she'll pay for the phone. When I get my next phone, it's going to have a chain around my neck. <laughs> if the kids want to play with it, they're going to have to hang around my neck to do it. So uh, the telephone has been um, a minor inconvenience for me, a major inconvenience for you. Mm-hmm. But uh, we managed to make it fine. But then you got to remember in Fun Valley... There is no internet. There is no telephone service. I mean, it's absolutely just going into a deep, dark hole, and you're going to stay there for as long as you stay there. So if you're thinking about Fun Valley, just remember they've got you completely there if they want to indoctrinate you and turn you into (coughs) an onion cultivator, they could Mm. do that. Excuse me. Oh, so how are you feeling? We're just, uh, what, two, three weeks into this road trip, four weeks since the first of... uh, Well, we have been gone a month as of today. We left June the 8th, and this is July the 8th, isn't it? It's the 9th, I believe. Oh, okay. So a month and one day. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, it's been... uh, I can't believe we've been gone that long. It's been so fast. Even like yesterday, when we didn't get out of the camper. It just, time just flies. 
Right. And the reason that we can do that, and we've talked to other campers, well, we talked to another camper. <laughs> <coughs> we stay away from people. Uh, but they had a camper that did not have room. They had a truck with the camper built in. It was all one unit. It was a truck it's and a class camper. It's a Class C. Class C, C yeah. Yeah. And uh, the reason we can do that is because our mini light is just so roomy <clears throat> that we can sleep with plenty. I think I was thinking last night. I got a complete queen size bed that is just uh, uh, heaven. And Evelyn has her bed, which I, I guess you would describe it as a mini cave. <laughs> <laughs> a mini cave. A mini cave. Yeah, it's a bunk bed, but it's a uh, full-size bunk bed, and um, very comfortable, very comfortable. So much so is that I can go in there and pull the curtain. I can't see any lights. I can't hear that much. It's Well, it's, it's a great. leaded curtain, isn't it? Like uh, they have at the x-ray, you know, you pull it. and it's, Oh, really? It, it, I yeah, don't know about that. It stops, it stops light and noise. Yeah, it's a dark curtain. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it really works well. And then my Murphy okay. bed folds up. That gives us a huge, during the daytime, a huge couch, which is very, very comfortable. Yeah, it And is. then we have our table, our uh, dining table, which seats five people. And the table is removable. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's I mean, movable. You can scoot the table. Scoot the table anywhere you want mm -hmm. it. And, and Take it outside. Yeah, yeah. And you're not, you're not uh, confined to... Uh, hurting your belly because no. the table is and then we got a, a good kitchen with a lot of uh, cabinet space and and a major refrigerator oh nice yeah I, I haven't had it full yet which is <clears throat> usually you have it so full you can't get anything in it or out of it but it's really nice yeah all I, in all perfect one thing i learned yesterday that i, I just cannot tell you you stink Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that I learned a lesson yesterday. I've been how long we've we been married? Four decades, and, and uh, maybe way too long. <laughs> <laughs> After that remark over public uh, phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you looked at me last night. and You said, "I think I'll wait till morning to take a take a shower." And well, what do you uh, care? You don't even sleep with me. Well, <laughs> but I, I'm within no, ten feet of no. you. <laughs> well, it's very embarrassing for your loved one to say, "You know, you need to go take a shower," and I have never had that problem in my entire life. It was the only thing I can. You've think never of. had a man tell you that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have not. <clears throat> but what I was going to say and lost my thought was um that it's very um uh, you know it's very uh, uh i don't know um hurtful it's, it's very not appreciated hurtful. it's not appreciated it is um it's to think that because everything i've always heard you say is when people get old they stink and they drool no. well i've been watching what? They drip and they stink. They drip and they stink. <clears throat> well, I my nose is running constantly now. <clears throat> but that's not the <clears throat> dripping area. <laughs> no, but anyway. So it's very, but I'm on all this vitamins and stuff, and I'm going to check with my doctor and see if there's anything that I take. I take a lot of garlic. I take a lot of turmeric. Well, I take a bingo, lot of garlic. Yeah, but you love garlic. garlic. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not to smell. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I'm just, you know what? I'm just keeping my distance from you. <laughs> well, uh, I am one of the most blessed men in, a, in the world because you cannot smell. You have no <laughs> sense of smell. Mm-hmm. And uh, after your chemo and radiation, you lost your sense of smell. And that is... I can smell some things. Well, uh, that is... Like if this camper had a hot water in it. Oh, yeah. You can, burning, you, I can smell that like, you, you can, you can like smell my dad. Electrical. I can smell a hot wire. Yeah. You, you're <laughs> constantly talking about electrical burnout. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I don't have to worry about my personal care because you can't smell. And that is a heaven for, a, a, I would imagine, for other husbands. But I've got that and I appreciate that. So... That was one lesson I learned yesterday. I will never, yeah. ever well, see, now say, that's, Evelyn, you stink. That's not good either because I need to know it. It's just the idea that it makes <clears throat> a lady feel very self-conscious about herself. Yeah, but see, so, I get to I get to spend the rest of the time making up for it. Oh so. no, uh, no, <laughs> that that one you'll never make up for, <laughs> and I will go around forever all puckered up. <laughs> Just yeah, that's a cardinal sin. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's in the store for today? Outside of uh, ignoring me and <coughs> making me feel uh, guilty. Uh, well, uh, Sam, I think, is coming in from um, Fort Collins. Her and her family coming down today. They got a, probably, what, a six hour, six, seven, maybe an eight hour drive. I don't know how they do it. Joey drives all the time. And then I've got three little kids in the car who are traveling little giants. They are so good at it. They've been at it so long. <laughs> um, so, and they had a little rough time. They have this inflatable boat that I swear you can get 12 people on and it's been so much fun to get on it and enjoy it and all these beautiful lakes around everywhere in Colorado and New Mexico and everywhere and I think yesterday they were out in it up at Fort Collins and said the little, they have a little like small trolling motor that just kind of moves us around the lake so we can fish and everything and Kids can kayak around us, and we can watch them and everything, and it's great. Uh, that little motor burn up. And from what I understand from Sam, uh, on a text from her, that they were close enough to the shore that they could paddle in. They had a paddle, and so I guess they were all just, may have taken them a while, but they were good. So they're headed down here today. And as you say, we'll get our marching instructions to what's going to go on the next couple of days. And then we're headed for a Mesa, which I really dread. Mm. One, the heat. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be 115 when we get home. And, I mean, it gets 80-something now here, and I'm just done. Samantha Joe is Samantha Joe Glasscock, married to Joe Glasscock. They know that. They're in Mesa. You've told them that a couple of times. And uh, we have uh, a total of six children. And yeah. uh, that scattered. hasn't changed, <laughs> nor is it ever going to. <laughs> that that, that uh, they're scattered throughout uh, the Midwest, and then John's up at uh, Monterey with his wife and two little boys. And mm-hmm. we're going to go back to Mesa, restock, and 
head up there and yeah. Evelyn wants to see the uh, big trees in, in the... Yeah, we lived in San Diego for, what, 20 years? 25. And kept saying we were going to go up there. Never <clears> did. <throat> Never did. Too busy. Too busy. But um, we're going to try it now. We'll see what's going to happen as far as the pandemic is going with uh, Sammy's weddings and stuff and see how that happens. It's kind of scary going back to Phoenix. I mean, you expect to go in to see everybody, you know, hunkered down and mask and everything, and they're probably not. That's probably the reason we're in the condition that we are in Phoenix. It's because they haven't taken it seriously. Well, we do. We mask and uh, we wash and uh, we social distance uh, because, you know, somebody said they were in the military war syndrome and in Arizona, where they'll, when you come in, they'll raid you and determine how much you you got to to give uh, for the rest of your life, and if you're too old or too feeble or whatever, they just run you down next to the morgue and leave you there until it's time to switch rooms. But uh, we are in New Mexico. New Mexico is one of the prettiest states in the Union. And uh, I noticed that uh, the kids in New Mexico calls it the land of entrapment. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get here, you love it so much, it entraps you, it keeps yeah. you. I would think it would be this part of New Mexico because we went through farther south in New Mexico, going across to Illinois, and that's where we saw all the volcanic rock. <clears throat> And it was like, you know, going through, what, hell in, where was that island that we went to? And we went to Haiti. Hell. No, not Haiti. Puerto Plata. No. Jamaica. No. It was outside Jamaica, wasn't it? No, it was an an, um, <clears throat> an English sovereign place. Uh, 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 Grand Cayman Islands. Grand Cayman. Grand Cayman. Yeah, and uh, so I definitely think the northern part. And I know you tried to get me to turn off the road, or not get me to turn off the road. You kept talking about going to Taos, because you're a big fan of the big man from Taos. Don Imus. Yes, you were a fan. Yeah, and and I wanted to go see the ranch that they talked about, and uh, but uh, the the pillow guy. Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. It wasn't the pillow guy. It was the guy who uh, started RFD uh, uh, TV network. Oh. Yeah. He, uh, and Is he from he, there, too? Well, no, he and, he and Imus worked. When Imus got kicked off all the commercial stations, uh, this guy had started RFD uh, television, and it was little known, and, and it was geared strictly to the farmer and ranchers in America. And uh, Don Imus needed a place to light for his show, and this guy Gorich or something like that mm-hmm. um, gave him a, a spot in the morning, and they became friends. And of course, Imus put that uh, TV station on the on the map. And uh, so, whenever Imus died a couple of years ago, uh, Dietra, his wife, put it on the market, and I think they priced it at. I don't know, real high, but they ended up getting like uh, $15 million for it. 
and uh, I wanted to go tour, but I Googled it, and they said absolutely uh, nobody by the name of Joe Browning can (laughs) can even be on the driveway, so we're not going to do that. So we've got a good day in store, and it looks like it's going to be. Um, We're in North uh, New Mexico in the summer, and Mm -hmm. it's nice. But they say here it it is uh, midwinter. It is tenacious. Oh, a bit. Yeah. Because yesterday we had a, what do you call a micro blast? mm -hmm. I mean, and shook this trailer. I thought, oh, my gosh, here we go. And then all of a sudden, just bingo, it's gone. Kind of crazy. They said you're really a resident of New Mexico if after a, a... Five foot snow, you still send your kids to school. <laughs> yeah, I bet they do. Get on your horse or skis and go. Say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Love you, hon. Oh, well, we'll think about it. Oh, you smell so good this morning. Oh. Uh-huh. oh. Go away.